Psalm chapter 12, for the chief musician upon an eight-stringed lyre, a psalm of David. Help, Yahweh, for the godly man ceases. The faithful fail among the children of men. Everyone lies to his neighbor. They speak with flattering lips and with a double heart. May Yahweh cut off all the flattering lips and the tongue that boasts, who have said, with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Because of the oppression of the weak and because of the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says Yahweh. I will set him in safety from those who malign him. Yahweh's words are flawless words. As silver refined in a clay furnace, purified seven times, you will keep them, Yahweh. You will preserve them from this generation for, forever. The wicked walk on every side when what is vile is exalted among the sons of men. Well, the Psalms, they're supposed to be, or they are, Israel's hymn book and the church's hymn book. <laughs> and uh, can you imagine standing up on Sunday and singing this? Everyone lies to his neighbor. <laughs> they speak with flattering lips. Um, there are some Psalms that just don't seem singable. <laughs> At least that's what I've thought as I've been reading these. I've been thinking they're songs, but they're the strangest type of songs at all. So you can't imagine singing this. They're kind of like, almost like teaching songs. And I don't know if you've ever heard a song, you know, on Christian radio or you've heard some kind of song which you think to yourself, you know, that's not a praise and worship song, but it is a song about the Lord. You might have, say, a song like um, Keith Green wrote a song once called So You Want to Go Back to Egypt, and it's a humorous song. And um, if you've got a music subscription, just look that up, So You Want to Go Back to Egypt by Keith Green. It's a funny song. It's got sheep noises in the background, but it's definitely not the type of song you would sing in church. It's a teaching song. It talks about the Israelites grumbling and complaining in the desert and the things they thought about Moses. <laughs> it's very funny, but um, definitely, definitely not worshipful. So that's what we have here. We have a teaching song, a song that they would have sung that made a point um, and people would have learned from, but not a song where it's you know directly praising the Lord. And so um, this song... This psalm is about uh, the degeneracy of humanity. Now, one of the commentators was saying that, that David, a lot of the psalms that David wrote were written at this wonderful moment in Israelite history. You know, like Jewish people, they look back upon King David's reign as like the golden age. You know, they'd conquered all the, the nations around. There was like an empire, the empire of Israel. And Solomon came along and made it even more golden. And they look at this period of time and think it's so glamorous and wonderful and yet we read a psalm like this and it doesn't seem to fit in because it's describing things like it says, um, people speak with flattering lips, with a double heart. May Yahweh cut off those lips and cut off every tongue that boasts. So it sounds like things are not all that golden and they're not all that glamorous. And so what we've got going on here is that this psalm is describing the inner life of the people of Israel um, we know that the outer life of Israel was a golden. Like they had conquered all their enemies. There was one nation now. The 12 tribes were united. There was one leader. The nation was doing economically well. There was growth. All these external wonderful things, which is why people look back on it with fondness. 
all the external threats conquered peace in the land. But internally, wickedness is in the human heart and it's much harder to get out. And so you know that's the case. Like we live in a, a nation, Australia, where externally there's very few threats. You know, we're not in danger of being invaded by any nation. You know, all terrible external threats are conquered. There are some worries in the world, but typically life is really good. And people do complain, but they're complaining during a period of time where life has never been better. And yet internally, there's strife, there's striving, there's complaining, there's bitterness, there's grumbling, people flattering. And this verse here, verse two, it described people as having a double heart. And uh, we know what it means to be two-faced. It means where you pretend to be one thing to one person, but you're, you pretend to be something else to someone else. So you're not the same, you're not consistent. Well, a double heart would be something similar to that, except I think it's you're pretending to have good intentions to others, but they're not the good intentions you actually have. It's not your true heart. Jeremiah, um, Prophet Jeremiah in chapter 17, he talked about the heart being deceitfully wicked. And so our, you know, our hearts are wicked. Um, and David was observing that in his own nation of Israel, people were liars. They were manipulators. They had evil hearts. They were flatterers, boastful. And he prays in verse 3, may Yahweh remove these things from us. So David, you know, he wanted the nation of Israel to be the way God wanted it. And he was able through God's strength to externally make the nation he wanted. But it's a process to bring internal reform. And you know that's true of your own life. You know, you, you want to walk with the Lord. You want to be like the Lord. You want to overcome the evil and the struggle that's in your own heart. But it's hard. It's a process. And so David was praying this like as if it was about others. But it's actually, it's about us. It's about you and it's about me. In verse 8 he said, The wicked walk on every side. And then what is vile is exalted among the sons of men. The truth is that when people love what is evil, then they are evil and external force is required to maintain order. But when people love what is right, you don't need external force. And that's why heaven will be a place with no police. <laughs> and our prayer should be that we love righteousness just as Christ does. Lord, we love you. We love your ways. And Lord, David observed these evils in the hearts of people. Lord, these evils are in our own heart. Forgive us. Cleanse us, I pray. Lord, I ask you to cut these things out of us. In Jesus' name, amen.